Hey, welcome to Taking Sides the Marriage Podcast with Dallin and Ashley. I'm your host, Dallin, and this is Ashley. Hello, this is one of the last podcasts where we have two podcasts. So pretty soon they're all going to be over here. We are. We're starting to do two a week next. I think the best word we've come up with is resorbing big little life. Taking sides like Dwight did with his twin. Right. Is going to resorb the other one. No one. I said one of them is ending and that was the wrong word. We just sometimes we feel like we say the same thing on both platforms. We come over here. No need. We want to chit chat. We've already chit-chatted over there. Going to dive into some of your guys' questions afterwards. So it's going to be gonna, fun. We're just going to bring it all to one stage. It's going to be great. One production, mm-hmm. some would say. Yep. A marriage, if you will. A resorption. I had a thought that I wanted to start this out on of with okay. to the Thank podcast. You. Thank you. We've been talking a lot about in-laws and reading some things that other therapists have said about dealing with in-laws. And I thought it, I, I came to the conclusion the main reason in-laws are such an issue you know of like a marriage issue is because you don't have a one, shared past one member no it's the only reason a person would resent feelings of anger you know feelings okay. of anger okay is be, results from the the thought in your head that you're being treated unfairly or is or that not you're being, being treated as fairly as other members of right. the family. Well, so the only reason for in-law issues is because there's not proper boundaries set and because your spouse is putting the family probably before the spouse the the, uh, the the one partner is putting his own family sometimes in our before case, before his own spouse. Dallin knew my boundaries, I would say. And it was just not something not, not even like cool boundary. With. My family's been super chill, like but boundary, just, just just worrying, maybe worrying more about what your family may or may not be thinking rather than what your spouse thinks. So I just knew every time we visited, my worries would not be as valid as, as my family's as <laughs> coddled. Family. No, just validated, validated. Well, just like as taken care of. Right. So then, and then that just will lead to natural feelings of resentment towards the person that is taking up you know, your spouse's mental energy or your, that your spouse is validating more than you. Right. And so, because if there's clear boundaries and your spouse puts like you first, then... I your family that made me nervous. I think it was knowing that you would treat me differently as soon as we were in your family's presence. Well, I don't know, like, we are so different when it comes to our families. Like, I... And I don't know if how I am with my family is per se healthier. I don't know which one like bespeaks the healthier relationship because Dallin and I, when we got together, I called my family because they were kind of wary of Dallin because he had broken my heart. And I said, we're back together. So help me if you say anything to him that makes him question this relationship, I will leave you forever. Well, and see, they were like... <laughs> whether or not that was the healthiest and, way to go I, about I, it. I like think about like, Ashley, why would you... Like, that's kind of intense. Like... Maybe they just know, like, I'm a, I can, I like am sarcastic about things, but I was very like, I choose Dallin. Don't say anything to ruin this for me. Or I will like, I will, it was very clear. Like this is, and, and I don't know, maybe, I don't think that's health. I don't know how healthy, I think it was healthy for our marriage, but I don't know like what that speaks of. That's what I was just going to say, whether or not that was of the right way to do it with your family. What it spoke to me was that you were going to put me first. You care more about my feelings than your family's feelings. And it leveled, it put things in the correct 
hierarchy. And like everywhere I went, like anytime you would meet new family members, I would either call ahead or text ahead or come in the door before you and be like, Dallin is here. So help me. <laughs> like you make this guy feel. Right. I never said anything like that to my family. I just assumed that they would or whatever my family did was okay, which they're fine. They're, my family's great. Maybe there are a few Maybe things that I could have spoken up. Maybe your family didn't know how much you loved me because my family, A, saw me like a broken shell of a human after you. Mm-hmm. And then like they all knew like you were like the cinderella dream come true situation for me yeah maybe i could have i don't know there were some times maybe i could have spoken up more than i did or whatever but whatever i did whatever i did it just did not speak to you that i would put you first no matter what i had to validate her anxiety all right let's move on to some questions shall we this one is from allison she says how to tell my best friend no you ready for this ash okay Hey, Dashleys, I've been watching your vlog since the beginning of the year, and I've recently started listening to your podcast. I enjoy your wholesome content and your real-life advice. You get that word a lot, wholesome. <laughs> Remember when you're next to Maricana? I met a guy once, and it was like this weird game, like youth activity, and where we were supposed to like describe ourselves, and I said wholesome, and he was like, what is that? What does that mean? And I was like, where did you come from? He didn't know the word he wholesome. He didn't meant. know the word wholesome. We can't, it's never going to work out if you don't understand that word, because that is me (laughs) to a T. (laughs) Okay. I am currently in my first year of pharmacy school and living in a two bedroom apartment with my boyfriend of three years. Um, shout out for two bedrooms. It's the greatest. Going from one to two bedroom is really your first big step. We were like, oh, we can have our table here and a desk somewhere Crazy. Oh, our child doesn't need to sleep in our closet. (laughs) All right. And we're living... Okay, I'm living with my boyfriend of three years and his now our best friend. Okay. Nice. The best friend is also living with them. Yeah, in the second bedroom. Good thing you have... Yeah, or your best friend will be sleeping in your closet. We've all been in school <laughs> Which together. Which can be done. <laughs> yeah, we can. know this. We've all been in school for four years now and have become really close. We've been living in the apartment for a little over a year now and it's been great. What a fun time. Due to COVID, my best friend since elementary school is at home with her parents during virtual doing virtual school. She has said many times since the beginning of summer that she wished she could just move in with me and get out of her parents' house. However, my apartment just isn't big enough for four people. No place for her to sleep, put this her stuff, no room. seems like an easy excuse. Like, we can't kick him yeah. out legal. We can't kick out Bobby, we're going to call him. Mm-hmm. Plus, he, we love him. This is the classic pass the blame on to somebody else. Bobby like parents, doesn't even want... Though, even though you're the teacher making the rules or the parent making the rules, you can just let the rules be the bad guy. Be like, man, I so wish you could. We can't get out of the, our contract. The rules state. <laughs> we can't kick... Yeah, you can blame... I'm sure that your lease agreement states that not blame... that many people oh, can even live there. Blame Bobby, the roommate. Bobby doesn't want to share his room with you pass the blame on keep your relationship Uh, let's see actually let's just keep reading see what's going on that can be your first effort and it's not the healthiest and it's not the wisest but like (laughs) if you don't want to be honest which sometimes it might serve you more to not i mean it sounds like you really like her there's just no room for her let's see what she says Uh, maybe she's tried these things i was able to simply tell her no until recently Uh oh she has severe depression and it's gotten much worse with the stress of school and living with her parents. It's not your job to manage her depression. It's not your job. There we go. Is that from Julie Hanks? I think it's from a lot of people. But it's not people. your job to make sure she has a happy life so she can be less depressed. Yeah, it's not your job. 
It's not you your can job. love her and support her, but it's not your job to change your life to f- accommodate her. She feels that staying with me helps her be more productive and overall feel better. You do not. Yeah, she, she like she's giving you. you the remote control to her emotions. Well, it's not respectful to put that on you. It's nice yeah, to it's say, like, I really love being around you, but she shouldn't put the guilt of her de- depression, which is a big deal on you like the reason she's still depressed is because you wouldn't let her live with you even even marriages have healthy boundaries like it's not just one person doing everything for the other person all the time the person you need to take care of yourself too and marriage is the closest of all relationships this is why dallin listens to the annie soundtrack with me except (laughs) we found a compromise one not the original the original annie makes me want to jump out a window it's better when you watch very shrill but the The new one one? the 2014 original motion picture so good solid soundtrack love that one okay last um she feels staying with me helps her be more productive and feel better then i would say Um, the last couple of weeks have been bad for her she even tried to go to the hospital for a while but they didn't take her so she's been with me sleeping on my couch for the majority of the last two weeks Mm. oh man that's hard like with mental health issues it's always so hard but you are not responsible for that like like you have to take care of yourself or else you can't take care of her well, it's either. not fair to your roommate either like it's yeah. i've had situations where people are living on my couch in an apartment i'm telling you just say not, no if she's like if she, people need to be paying who are staying and she's probably not even allowed to sublease because there's not a room for her yeah say like the the apartment saw you leaving has seen you around and they asked if somebody else is staying here and the lease agreement yeah our said, I'm, you're going to be charged a big fee if, so if more are. people you know like yeah pe- like yeah you you speaking that was to a rule Allison, our you're going to be charged a big fee if somebody else if more people than allowed are living there so just blame well, that liability. blame the blame the apartment complex baby well plus like it's not fair for your roommate who is paying rent to not have a living room. Yeah. Well you maybe know, like, she doesn't say that the her friend isn't willing to pay, but she says it's been really difficult for the three of us to focus on schoolwork and difficult for my boyfriend and I to have important time together while she's living on the couch and always needing to talk. I don't know how to tell her there simply isn't enough room for four people and dogs without triggering the really intrusive thoughts what? she has about her friends not really being her friends and being completely alone in the world. On top of the size issue, I feel our personalities would clash if we lived together. We're both pretty controlling and she has a bit of a superiority complex when it comes to my boyfriend. Okay. Well, like you have like... She sounds kind of toxic too and she needs help and it shouldn't come from you. You can just be the loving friend, but you also got a space and place. I keep going to that. She needs to know her space and also she needs to know her place in your life. Well, you have so many... Because she's intruding into your your space. Okay. A, do not feel guilty. B, you have so many outs. Like our apartment experience was you are not allowed to sublease or to have extended visitors without the apartment management's knowledge. And you can only have a certain number of people living there. Um, Number two, like you have another roommate who is paying part of your lease and he is not getting what he paid for. He paid for, you know, like a living room that is not occupied by someone 24 seven. Um, number three, like it, it does not work. There's not room for her. Like it does not work. And I would just say to her, like, I am so sorry you're going through a hard time. I want to be here with you. I can help you find a roommate and an apartment here. Like I want to help you, but you, you can't stay. Like it's against the rules. 
we don't want to get in trouble with our apartment. We just got a new dog. Like we want to stay on good terms with our management because we like it here and we're happy and things can get really dicey really quick if they find out we're breaking the rules. Yeah. You've kind of backed yourself in a corner. I think that's part of the reason why she's writing this email because she didn't say these things at the outset when her friend first started living there. It's now just like two weeks in and it's getting, it's getting bad. So so now you just have to have the difficult conversation that Ashley just very tactfully. I've never had this conversation though. Like I usually just end up moving (laughs) from the apartment that I feel uncomfortable at because I'm like, you guys could also just move. (laughs) Like I can't do this. Sorry, you can't live here anymore because we're moving. It's really, it's really easy for me to tell you this information, but like I personally as an apartment roommate liver have never followed that advice yeah i would just tap the the back the 30 seconds button on your podcast app and listen to what ashley just said a few times and then just go have the difficult conversation with your friend establishing love first bring her some ice cream and then say she knows it's not normal to just live in someone's living room shouldn't be putting this on you let's just get that out there right now your friend is the one crossing boundaries and putting too much onto you you're not doing bad things to her. You were just setting your healthy boundaries as a self-respecting human. Shh, like people live in bedrooms. Yep. That's normal in America. Like yep. it is normal to have a bed. Like, And in- if your friend blames you, like she says, you're not a real friend and all that stuff. That's her problem. She obviously has really, really big issues in her own mind and she needs professional help. And please like, don't take on all this responsibility that's not yours to take. Like, it's not management. your job. It's not I would your job. honestly blame management first. Yeah, blame management. And then Bobby, the roommate. Totally. Bobby need. Plus, like, she's being a jerk to your boyfriend. Like, you are yeah. a self-respecting human. You have your own boundaries. And you care more about your relationship with your boyfriend, who you seem totally jiving with, than um, your friend who has really serious mental health issues and needs professional help. Here's hu- one. We're not, it's not just me and you like it used to be when we first met each other. Like I'm so in a I relationship. Guess this is growing up. <laughs> I'm in a relationship now and it's just, I don't think this is working. You can just say that. She probably knows. Like it's not, she knows it's, I don't know. I would feel like I was inconveniencing someone if I was crashing on their couch for more than a week. I feel like that for, I like, would feel like that for more than three days. Yeah. Benjamin so, Franklin said, guests and food spoil after three days so i feel like she probably has an inkling potentially that what she is doing is impeding on some personal space i don't know she does she just seems in a really unhealthy place right now her friend and uh, i would give her a time she needs to leave by though oh yeah say say i want to help you but like the management i'm going to get in big trouble and get charged with a big fee if you're here for any longer like, please let me help you figure out what to do by like, like by two days, you know, something like that. Let me take you out to lunch. I don't know. Something like that. You can that. give her another week. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and she sent pictures of her puppy. Oh, I love getting puppies. Little blue eyes. That's so cute. It looks like a mini Aussie. His name is Roman. Sweet. Sincerely, Allison from West Virginia. Thanks so much for the email. Good luck having the hard conversation but this maybe is not it's a landlord job. landlords can be so hard to work with you could tell her that yeah our landlord is just being like it's a liability he says whatever that means and he says you need to be out mm-hmm. because you're not paying and it's against fire codes there we go for you to sleep on the couch for fire this codes. long stay tuned for more taking sides the marriage podcast 
Hey Dashley fam, it's Dallin and I have something that I'm really excited to start talking about. I have struggled with anxiety off and on for the past few years and I have also not been getting the deep sleep at night that I would like to. I've been looking for solutions and I recently turned to CBD oil to see if it could help and I have been amazed. Finding good quality tested CBD is really important and that is why I trust Andourage. Andourage is a company founded by clinicians to formulate safe and natural CBD rich products for general and targeted relief. Andourage is safe and effective. They want you to recover and not just replace your current suffering with different suffering from side effects of pharmaceutical prescriptions. I have tried Andourage and other brands and Andourage is right. Clinician grade is better. My sleep is better. My anxiety is better. Even baths are better. I would recommend the baths. Life is better. To learn more and experience Andourage's clinician grade CBD rich care, go to Andourage.com. They have oils, they have baths, they have creams to rub on your joints. Put it to the test like I did. See if it helps you sleep better at night, manage your stress and anxiety, and provide relief with chronic pain. Use coupon code the Dashleys to receive free shipping. You can also click the link in our show notes. Look into it. Give Andourage CBD products a try. There's a good chance that you'll be amazed just as I was. We are supported by BetterHelp. You guys hear us talk all the time about how much a therapist helped us both individually and as a couple. We recommend going to betterhelp.com where they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It is so easy. It's all online. It is private. It is convenient. And you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling. They will match you with a counselor specific to your needs. Things such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Everything you share is confidential, it is professional, and it's affordable, especially for you guys, listeners of Taking Sides the Marriage podcast, because we got you a 10% off code for your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash taking sides, and you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash taking sides for 10% off your first month of professional counseling. Okay, this is from Hannah. We got a weird food thing. Ramen noodle sandwich. Mm, I feel like I've heard of this before. Really? I know people just eat them plain and crunchy, like like a chip, like a huge thick chip. Oh, I've seen that. You crush it up and then pour the powder in there and you just eat them like chips. That was like a high school thing. Hi, my name is Hannah. First off, love you guys. Here's a weird food thing. I cannot take credit for this. I saw it on Instagram page of a lady in my town that does nails and I tried it and it's delicious. Here it is. Boil water and put whole ramen noodles bunch in the water. Don't break. Oh, like don't break it up. Crack one egg into a mug and mix with the ramen seasoning. Okay. Okay. Once the noodles are soft but not falling apart, still in a square shape, put it in a pan of hot butter and pour egg over noodles. Flip and add a slice of cheese. Once the egg is cooked, add the noodle square to two pieces of toasted bread. Add mayo. So good. That doesn't sound terrible. I could see that being like noodles are great. It's like a... They're a perfect medium. Yeah. I ate buttered noodles for like six years of my life. Ashley loves just noodles with butter on them. It's so good. And salt. And like the Lipton soup mix. Google gives me these (sighs) auto responses. Sounds yummy. (laughs) I'm sending this back to you, Hannah. Sounds yummy. I don't think I declare you normal. I declare you... With a quirk. Admirable. Admirable. Okay, let's do one more. Staying together on different paths. Hmm. Okay. Mm. 
Here we go. This is from Tyler. Hey, Dashleys. My name is Tyler, and my three girls, four-year-old, three-year-old, and one-year-old, and I love your vlogs. They think George and James are their best friends, and we cannot wait for baby number three. Aw, that's fun. Uh, I am a stay-at-home mama with a small business. Oh, wait. Tyler. Maybe she's writing on Tyler. Or her name's Tyler. I had, I know I know girls named Tyler. Oh, cool. Tyler. A, Tyler, what's up, Tyler? Do you Tyler? get as many questions as we do about why your mom named you a boy's name? Yeah. Every day in the comments. A lot of people ask us why we named All James. All caps. James. Please tell me why you <laughs> named your daughter yeah. James. I am a stay-at-home mama with a small business out of my garage. And I've been married to my husband, who I met in middle school. We dated in middle school, broke up, of course, and got back together his senior year. This week after he graduated, he joined the military. We moved, we married and relocated to Southern Georgia. <gasps> or wait, from Southern Georgia to oh. North Carolina. I was like, I think I know where you are. And have been here ever since. About two years ago, my husband Greg got out of the military and been trying to figure out who exactly we are. We have been told who we should be by our parents. And then again, when he joined the military. Well, that sounds familiar. This is, this is growing up. Gosh, I need to add a button to our soundboard from the Blink-182 song. Well, I guess this is growing up. Um, we have figured out that we have completely different values and it's starting to drive a wedge between us. I am a Christian and he is not. I want to move to northern Georgia to be closer to family. <gasps> That's where I'm But from. he refuses. He what? Works, he works. Does he even know how great it is there? <laughs> he works 65 hours a week and I have absolutely no one here. When he is home, he has nothing to do with us. Oh, that's sad. Which I understand he has a very demanding job, but I also need help. Well, and it the should girls, be a partnership. Yeah. And the girls need a dad. He's a very negative person with no filter. And I try to see the good in most. We have a couple's therapist and we love her, but he will skip appointments to work, barely participate, or just say things that we want to hear and then go back to the same antics a week later. He has a very high sex drive and I can go without it for months and be perfectly happy. Honestly, mm -hmm. I'd rather not do it at all. LOL. He Probably tries because you're not what? fulfilled in your marriage. Like yeah. You're not. Yeah. Um, you can't be a jerk. There's the classic, then... not true in all cases, but it's like a stereotype. Men need sex to feel loved and women need love to want sex. Well, I mean, like she's not going to want to have sex with someone who's not nice to her. Right. Yeah, it's a total turnoff. Then you just feel like all he want, likes her for is sex. Yeah. Um, he tries to encourage me to do things I would rather not do. Cuss, get drunk, skip working on my business to just sit with him, etc. I've thought about separating, but really the only thing keeping me here is the fact I don't want to split my time with my three amazing girls. I just feel as though we grew into two very different people than what we were when we got together at the ripe age of 19 and now at 27, I just feel like I want more than he can or is willing to give. Man, yeah, I just don't know what to do because uh, the fact that the only reason I don't want to separate is because my kids and really nothing to do with how I feel about him. Do I stop growing as a person to please him? No. Do I just hope he catches up? Do I just work on myself and separate? I'm so torn and would love an outsider's perspective on how you would handle this. So all Dallin and I have is your letter. Um, we don't know how far on the scale of like toxic marriage this is, but you don't want to raise your kids. It won't benefit your children to be raised in a toxic marriage environment. But again, we, I like, I don't know where this is. And I think the, the best judge of any of this is you and him. I don't know. Like, have you sat down and asked him, like, are you happy? Like, are you happy mm -hmm. with our marriage? Do you, 
where do you see this going? Like, what do you, where do you want it to go? Do you have hope in this marriage? Like, do you have a desire to be friends with me? I have a desire to be friends with you. I don't know. Maybe like let him read this letter. He might not know. Like, am I like playing his advocate, like him trying to get you to step away from work or to come do the things that interest him might be him reaching out to you, trying to like receive some quality time and trying to like build mend some bridges. Also, it might not be, you know, like he might not respect your work and he might not respect your values. Like, I don't know where that falls. Is it him like reaching out and trying to grow closer to you or like bond with you somehow? Like, come hang out with me or is it him just being an a-hole i'm curious to know like if you've talked about this with your couples therapist when he's not there does he know you're like the thought thoughts of separation have come into your head like does he know that i don't know yeah do you know where he where he is on all this i think you just need to have like a really yucky a come to Jesus conversation. A come to come to a let's get real or let's not play conversation. Just a very honest, like this is where I am, and I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to be in this pl- place in our relationship. I want it to be better, or I, or I might need to go, or and like and and I want to work through this, and I want you to be really aware of where I am, and I don't want you to feel like it's all your fault. Like. Like I've gone through a lot of changes and you've gone through a lot of changes and I want to see if we can come together, but this is where I am. And it's not like, I can't stay here for, I can't stay in this place in our, like this metaphorical relationship place forever. I'm either like, I either want to make it better. or I want to know that it's not going to get better. Hmm. I've never gone through this and it sounds like you're already talking to a therapist I would be interested to know what your therapist says just to you. Like maybe you go just for you and, and talk about these things. Maybe you already have and get her insight or his insight. A, thera- is, yeah, a this- therapist will be the best person to help you decide if divorce is the best option. And in some cases it is. Um, maybe know- not even the best option, but like the best thing, f- I guess the best thing for you is yeah. the best option. Um, I don't know. Man, I'm so sorry. It's it just sounds like he's kind of stuck in a reactive a reactive mode, just reacting to work so much and then when he's home just kind of reacting to you know, it sucks. There's a lot involved with growing up and accepting all of your responsibilities and being the kind of person that can be there for somebody else in like a marriage <clears throat> in a marriage and I can see how you would be wondering if like maybe you made the wrong choice because you got together so young and got married so young. We follow this Instagram account called Dr. Julie Hanks, and she does a lot of mentoring and coaching for people within our religion. So there's like a, a flavor of that. But she also talks a lot about like partnership marriages and maybe because like in our specific religion, that's kind of an issue like where partnership marriages aren't necessarily the norm all the time. Or they're Instead not... Instead of like a patriarchal marriage. Right. I think like our generation is definitely striving for that, but older generations, it was more of a like... And I think that's true for most of America, like a patriarchal marriage where kind of like the husband is catered to in the home. Um, but she talks a lot about that and a lot about boundaries and a lot about like 
women working like and how you should how you, there should be the expectation like he goes to work and 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 it's on me to to you know like cover for the kids because the kids are our equal responsibility and I should have you should have the same opportunity to seek out employment and to seek out work and to pursue like you know like these think a career as much as him and he should be equally willing and expected within your marriage agreement to support you in it just as you support him in his career mm-hmm. there's like she taught she has a, a lot of good advice about kind of navigating um roles and goals and kind of like words to say to get to just kind of like set boundaries or like to say the hard things kind of yeah and yeah go follow that as one great example dr julie hanks on instagram and have this conversation with your therapist if you haven't yet because they know you best and they can ask you the questions and help you decide you know what's next because like i had this question with our therapist like what like how do you help your spouse change or get to the point and he's like you don't you don't nobody can change another person or control another person you literally it just gets to the point where you decide if you want to live with this or not like that's it you can't, nobody can control another person. It only leads to resentment if you do. So that's it. Like that's it. And it's, um, sometimes divorce is the best answer. Sometimes it's not it more often. It, it is, it is a good, a good, better answer for the parents than for the kids, unfortunately, which is sad, but even in some cases it's, it's best for kids too, but more often than not, it, um, kids take it personally and it's really, really hard, but I think, um, your, th- your therapist would be the best to talk to about this and a family therapist oh yeah if you make a move or even if you don't like our therapist sees families and they come in and talk and yeah and kids it's like kids will you'll have your kid if it does come to divorce have your kids meet with your therapist too and and somebody specializing in that for kids and like it can be a great choice and there's so much hope and light in your future if that's the option and just i love how you're how you're owning your life and not just reacting in your own life. And that's, that's really admirable to see you making your own decisions and doing cool stuff and moving and shaking rather than just being a reactive person because life is short. Life's too short to keep playing the game. It's a position no one expects to be in when they get married or when they hold their baby with their husband in the hospital to think 70 years down the road, things might not be working. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think anyone's ever prepared for it. And like, we can give you good advice, but I think you need, like go if he's not coming to your therapy appointments go by yourself and and make it about you and what to do because um yeah you're owning your life and you you sound like you're you're following your heart and doing what you want so don't stop and it sounds like you're really trying and like props because it's it's hard to try when it feels like no one else is ash let's wrap up this episode with reading some solid advice don'ts for wives and don'ts for husbands from 1913 shall we here's the wives and to the world we read these Ashley the other day said I don't want to read this anymore because I feel like people think that we believe it we don't this was there's some good advice in here it's like funny the first couple you read and then it gets really heavy and you're like you're like wow this this, influenced my parents or just my grand like this was something this comes from my grandparents my my wonderful like culture used to like seriously believe like this is they used to give these if nothing else it shows young women about to get married used to read this when they were having issues or right after they got married and and this is how they would fix them their marriage and it's just sad if anybody's confused ashley and are full advocates for a total partnership marriage neither one being 
above the other one or neither one being the the quote-unquote head of the house yep (laughs) i mean we believe that people have great roles in the house that you work out together i'm the man of the house ashley's the woman of the house and we just believe and, that we're complete, total partners. To be honest, partners. we don't know exactly what that means. But And we define it. And that's the beautiful thing. We don't go with what anybody has told us. Like we define it for ourselves and we figure it out together because that's what has brought us the most happiness. And we're 100% equal partners in the home. And yep. it's beautiful. So uh, let's see what my book says for husbands and Ashley's for wives from 1913. Um... <laughs> Don't be induced to wear tailor-maids. I guess that's tailor-made clothing. If they don't suit you just because your husband notices how well they suit so many other women, probably you know best what suits you. But on the other hand, don't reject your husband's advice on matters of dress without good reason. Many men have excellent taste and original ideas on the subject. There we go. There you go. I've read this one before. Don't interfere with your wife's household management. Nothing upsets servants more than interference in matters of detail from the master of the house. There Take it that is. That's a heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, is that? Your wife is the servant of the home. <laughs> no, I think this is made for wealthier families okay. who actually have servants. Don't grudge an occasional evening at the theater. If you spring it on her as a pleasant surprise, your wife will be all the more delighted. See, this, see there's some good oh, old chivalry one. advice. Don't permit yourself to forget for a single instant that nothing is more annoying to a tired man than the sight of a half-finished laundry work. The remotest hint in your home of a washing day (laughs) is like a red rag to a bowl. Don't stubbornly, this is for men, don't stubbornly refuse to put on your overcoat on a threatening morning and then when after getting wet through on the way to the station and sitting in your wet clothes you develop a bad cold... Take it out on your wife by being crotchety and irritable. Thank you. Okay. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you next time.